Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. We will have Medicare, but we're not going to hurt the people who've been paying into Social Security their whole life, and then all of a sudden they're supposed to get less. That, of course, was Donald Trump on the campaign trail, saying he knows how much people love their Medicare and that he would never make cuts to Social Security or Medicare, Casey. Fast forward to last week, and House Republicans released a proposal that would balance the budget in nine years. Doesn't that sound good? Yes. But only by making large cuts to what they refer to as entitlement programs, including Medicare, that President Trump vowed he would never touch. The House Budget Committee is aiming to pass the blueprint this week, but that may be as far as it goes this midterm election year. It's not clear that the GOP leaders will put the document on the House floor for a vote, or even if it were to pass the House, the budget would have little impact on actual spending levels. Nonetheless, the budget serves as an expression of Republicans' priorities at a time of rapidly rising deficits and debt. By the way, the House Republican budget is titled A Brighter American Future. Oh, that's that's rich, like peacekeeping <laughs> missile. Here with us to talk about this so-called Brighter American Future is Executive Director of Social Security Works, Alex Lawson. Alex, welcome to Nurse Talk, and thanks for being here. Always my pleasure to join you. Great. So is the Republican budget a brighter future? And remind us, why do we need to cut these paid benefits that belong to all of us? Uh, The reason that they want to cut the budget is so that they can give our money to their paymasters on Wall Street. Um, So if your vision of a brighter future is a sort of post-apocalyptic hellscape uh, where you have a handful of people who own everything, and everyone else is just left to twist in the wind, then, yeah, it's a brighter future. Uh, But I don't think that that's what most people think of when they think of a brighter future. But that is exactly what the Republican budget document is a roadmap towards. Alec, they're so good at this. The budget cuts Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. What are they taking from each, and what would be the ramifications if they do that? You know, I think the magnitude of the cuts are large enough that we're talking fundamental restructuring of these programs. And to be honest, I think you need to look at this with the totality of evidence. So you need to look at the $1.5 trillion number that they continually are coming in Medicaid with, because that's their goal, right? You have to look at the $800 billion to $1 trillion they're coming at Medicaid, Medicare with. The $1.5 trillion cuts to Medicaid is to destroy the program completely and totally. Around a trillion dollars in cuts to Medicare so that they can do their favorite thing, where they undermine a successful public program uh, and then say, oh, well, look, this isn't working. We're going to need to turn it all over to the private insurers because this program, Medicare, is not working, even though the reason it's not working is because they're smashing it with a sledgehammer. So I think the appropriations, and they're scared right now, I should say, that they actually uh, pulled the markup on the Hill the last go-round because they didn't want to have to actually have news on this. Uh, So we are scaring them by paying attention to this. We are scaring them by exposing this drive of theirs to destroy Medicaid, to undermine Medicare to the point where they can turn it over to the private insurers 
and obviously to steal the entire uh, surplus of Social Security and turn all that over to Wall Street so that, you know, all of our retirement is based on Wall Street gambling with our money. Um, we all know what that means. They'll have a yacht and we'll be left with nothing. Right. Alex, how likely is this uh, to move forward successfully and eventually pass? Anthony Kennedy is just resigning. You know, the Muslim ban was just upheld. Uh, they just Janet the union ban decision. These are all massive restructurings of the very fabric of our nation. So how likely are they to pass this Congress? Not very likely. Budgets, for example, they don't actually pass right now. There's a lot of posturing and messaging. The appropriations markup that was just pulled, that's real. Uh, but it was pulled. It'll be delayed The truth of the matter is that if the Republicans win both houses and maintain control of both the House and the Senate this November, I would put the likelihood of fundamental structural change decimating Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid at close to 100 percent. If they pass, God forbid, but if they got the House and the Senate again, in November. That is the end of our democracy. This Supreme Court justice that just announced that he's leaving really drives a nail into the coffin of our democracy. And now more than ever, we have to get big, get loud, and stand up. This is, our democracy is on the line here. I couldn't agree more. I mean, and I don't think that's overstating it at all. Look, we know what they do. They don't win, they cheat. Yes. Uh, They gerrymander They put in laws to make it impossible for certain people to vote. And now they're going to have the Supreme Court, which is going to clear all of this. They're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. They're going to overturn uh, most of the gains on health care. I mean, we should not actually underestimate what this means when they have a 5-4 majority on the Supreme Court. We need to demand from our Democrats from the Democratic leadership in the Senate, uh, deny unanimous consent. This is the moment that everyone wonders, what would I do in that moment? This yes. is that moment. Yes. This is the moment. They have the power, the Democrats in the Senate, to deny the ability for the Senate to do anything. It's called by denying unanimous consent. They, have, they should slow everything down to a crawl. Uh, and they should hold the Senate seat. I think that we should not have a appointment of a Supreme Court justice by a president who is under serious criminal investigation, yeah. where there's been serious guilty uh, pleas already, multiple of them, and he's going to put in place the judge who yes. could overturn Nixon versus the United States and basically rule that Donald Trump is above the law, this is the moment. This is when we need mass mobilization into the street. We know what they want to do. They want to put children in cages. They want to ban people based on religion. They want to steal our Social Security, our Medicare, our Medicaid, so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. That's what they're doing, and it's only up to us to stop it. The casualty is not coming. 
We have to do it ourselves. What's next? How do we proceed? And what should we be watching for? I think we need to get in people's faces on it. We don't stop until November. But remember, the summer is really critical. This is when the August recess, they all go home. The 4th of July, they all go home. They'll be marching in parades. People need to get in the faces of the electeds who work for them and demand that they listen to the people, demand that they keep their hands off of Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, uh, and remember that all power comes from the people. All power. It's our power. And when we demonstrate that power, then none of their evil plans will come into fruition. But if we don't, they've told us exactly what they're going to do, and we can't act surprised when they do exactly what they say they're going to do. So it's up to us to get into the streets, uh, raise our voices, and demand that they listen to the people and not their Wall Street funders. Absolutely. And what we saw in New York in this last election, where a 28-year-old came out of nowhere and upset the Democratic candidate who's been in for 20 years, doesn't live in the district, doesn't really have anything to do with the district, and she was outspent 18 to 1, and she won. And her ad campaign was exactly what we're saying, is we are concerned about Medicare for all. We're concerned about college tuition. We're concerned about health and welfare and safety of our individuals. We want clean water, clean air. We want our democracy back. And as you said, we have the ability to take it back now. It's ours to take back. Alex, thank you so much. And thank you for all the work you are doing. We really appreciate it. Thank you. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com.